Welcome, my friends. This is a very special podcast episode. I'm your host, Joy Anderson. And today we're going to do hashtag speaking up. (laughs) Uh, It has been several years since we launched the seven day challenge, which in fact is coming up in April. And there is the very first episode is called the power of your why. Now it's interesting when I recorded that, I think it was I don't even remember what year, two or three years ago. And when I recorded it, it was something that I felt really strongly that we should put into the challenge because I knew that if you have a why that is strong enough for you, you're going to be able to uh, conquer anything. Okay. And so I set out with the intention to, um, to share as much as I knew in that moment with you. However, what I've learned over this past week (laughs) in, in my own life, has made me rethink the entire uh, my why kind of concept, right? People talk about, oh, you need to have a why, you know, remember your why, the power of your why, Um, have your why be seven layers, seven levels deep, you know, just really understand it, really get deep on it. And I don't think that the way I was teaching it before is actually accurate. And I want to teach it a different way because some of us, come into, you know, starting our preschools or going through a different life change or whatever. And we have a why and it's good. And we, we feel strongly about it, but the truth is it's actually not a strong enough why to actually impact change in our life, lasting change, right? Identity level change. And that is what I want to discuss with you today. There are two principles that I'll be teaching you. One of them is, um, stacking. And we're going to talk about that. And then the other one is the real way to discover your why, because I don't think your why is strong enough. If you are still struggling and haven't, you know, started your preschool, filled your preschool, figured it out, whatever it is, um, whatever other decisions that are going on in your life right now that you are struggling with, I don't think it's strong enough. And we're going to talk about that. So let's dive right in. The very first thing, and this this whole thing is called hashtag speaking up. Uh, we do this in our All Stars group where we um, share a post. So we write, we go into Facebook in our All Stars group, and we create the hashtag speaking up, and then we just share what's on our heart. And I would have done this in a post, but I thought it'd be better to do here in Monday Motivation. And so, um, typically, what happens is when we share what's on our heart, we share everything that is frustrating us that we are struggling with that is not in a venting way, but in a, I want help kind of way. And what I did was I kind of wrote mine over here and I'm going to share this with you here, but I noticed something. Um, I noticed this concept of stacking and we're going to talk about stacking in just a second, but before we do that, I have to teach a little analogy. Now I have my water bottle. I drink three of these per day. So if anybody ever wants to know, where does my energy come from? It comes from water. (laughs) No secret science there. I'm like, man, I can never sell supplements to you. I can never sell the green drinks to you, the shakes, the the whatevers, because all I drink is water. (laughs) We'll have to package a a joy water. Anyways, um, here's a principle that I want to do with you. Now, this is is probably a good analogy, even though typically I would like to just have it be a cup, we'll just use a bottle. So what I have in my hand is a water bottle, but let's pretend that it was a cup or whatever. Now, here's the thing. Um, In life, some of you have heard this analogy before, right? 
in life, we're going through life and we have certain things that are part of our life. Things like, you know, our family and our job and our, um, our house and our, all the things that we do that make up our life, right? The daily tasks, the worries, the struggles, the everything, right? It all kind of is in here. And some days we go through life and it kind of looks like this, where it's like, you know, it's not to the, it's not to the brim full, right? And so we can get through life. And when things jostle us, we don't spill our water, right? Okay. The water's still in here. Nothing has spilled out. We're good to go. And that works pretty well when you are operating, when there's still capacity for you, you still have a little bit of extra time in your day. And I don't mean to say that you haven't filled it with something. Of course you have, but you know, you can move stuff around. You can move schedules around. You can move your thoughts around. Like you still have wiggle room in your life to be able to navigate things. Uh, Your worries are not all consuming. They're kind of just there (laughs) as, as we have, but they're not all consuming. Okay. All consuming worries I would put up here. All consuming stress would be at the top, et cetera. And some days we walk through life like this. Okay. Then sometimes in our life, we get kind of busy, don't we? Or things get really full because we are super worried about something or super focused on something. We have a huge project to do. We, um, the in-laws came over and we had to clean the house or whatever it is. Like we start, or, you know, we're going to put our kiddo into this activity. And so we start filling up the cup. And by the way, those who are live with me, Be sure to keep the chat going. Anytime I say something that resonates, let me know in the chat. I always read it afterward. Um, And as we do, we typically will also pack our day and schedule as full sometimes as it just happens. It's not like we want to. (laughs) Like, we all want more time. We all want more free time. We all want some ability of my time, me time, right? Like, we want that. But as life happens, it typically will just get full naturally. Um, So that's typically how we operate is like, we get really good, real good at living a life when it's full. Pretend this whole thing is full, okay? Now I have a laptop in front of me and if this was full, I'd be a little bit nervous about this this (laughs) analogy that I'm gonna give you. But we get real good at operating at a high stress level. Hashtag feel that if you guys are feeling that. I get real good at operating at a high stress level. In fact, part of like my greatest strengths come out when I am under deadlines and have ridiculous, huge things that I have to figure out and it's high pressure. Like I actually operate really well in that environment. Not everybody does, but a lot of times, regardless, we just have to figure out how to manage life at a very high level, right? It's our cup is full. (laughs) Here's the kicker. Sometimes our cup is so full that if a new thing comes by, now pretend I had a full water bottle. Okay, we're just gonna, I should have two water bottles, but pretend we have a full one here. Let's say one of our kids gets sick. And let's say we just, you know, are pouring. I would, if this was a cup, I'd like drop a, a ball in that cup, right? The concept of just, if, if a, if a cup is full, and you drop a a golf ball, not a golf ball. What is it? Like a uh, tennis ball? A tennis ball. You drop a tennis ball into the cup. What's going to happen to the cup? It's going to overflow. Yes, we get that. We get the analogy. That's life too, is that any time in life, at any random moment, a trial could pop up. A kiddo can get sick. You can get sick. Um, something can happen in your business. Like, Whatever it is, you know, 
whatever it is can happen. And so when you're operating at the full capacity, it's only a matter of time before something gets dropped into your cup and you overflow. What does overflow look like? It looks like meltdown, looks like crying. It looks like uh, getting upset at people, getting frustrated at people, looks like not sleeping, looks like lots of things, right? And that's what I realized has happened to me this last week. <laughs> so now that we have the analogy, good, gonna put the lid on there. I also have seen that in our all-stars community. We have had many all-stars who have grown really huge preschools and they've put a couple speaking up posts in the group that have shared things are going great in the business, but dang, like I'm not sleeping. I'm spending so much time in the business, like, like making tons of money, but like the family life or the home life or the personal life, like it's not there, right? Like it is, it is all business and it's taken over all these other components. And then I got sick or then the grandparents came or then da, 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 or the tech crashed or whatever it was. And it puts this, you know, um, tennis ball in your cup overflows and now you're a mess. And I don't mean something that can just happen, you know, that you can resolve in the next hour. I mean, this is usually days, if not weeks, sometimes long. And so we have a habit at that time to when things start going like this, because guess what happens? If you are overflowing, everything is a problem. <laughs> everything is a problem at that point, because then you're not managing yourself, your family, your household, just all the things fall apart, don't they? If you fall apart, everything falls apart. There's a saying that says like, uh, happy wife, happy life or something like that, right? Happy mom, happy life. Anyways. So a lot of times what will happen is even sometimes when one thing happens, then guess what tends to happen just naturally? It's like law of the world that is like when one thing goes wrong, more things go wrong. When it rains, it pours. And we sometimes get these phrases in our head of like, well, of course that's happening because why wouldn't it? Like, thank you. Like, of course, right? Like, it's just... um the law of the universe that just says when one bad thing happens, it's just going to all fall apart. And sometimes that happens. And sometimes we feel like that's what's going on. So we start stacking things, right? We just start stacking them over and over of like, this went wrong. And then this went wrong. And then this and this and this. And can you even believe that this, right? That's what happened to me this past week. And I'm going to teach you this principle of stacking. And why in the past I've said don't stack, but I actually think it's good to stack, but I'm going to clarify that statement as well. Stacking means that you are literally listing all the things that are going wrong in your life. And it's just becoming like, think of them as Lego bricks. Okay. Each one thing that's wrong in your life that's just happened this past week or what week or two, or, you know, everything's starting to get, get bad in your life. And you're just stacking them, you know, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden you have a huge, tower of Lego bricks, right? That you're like, I can't even deal with it. It's too much, right? It's overwhelming, right? Do you feel that? Hashtag feel that? Murphy's law. Thank you, Lori. So um, I have always taught that we need to take the Legos and just kind of like put them into their little places, you know, line them up on the ground instead and look at each one and say, okay, how am I going to address that, right? That's how I've always taught it. But I want to clarify what I mean by that. 
you still have to write them out. You still have to acknowledge each one of them. You can't just like put everything else in a closet and all the things that are going wrong and say, I'm only going to focus on that one thing right now. That's the only thing I can control. Okay. You still have to acknowledge that they're there. And what I would suggest to you, and I asked this in, in a hashtag speaking up post, get it all out, get everything out that you need to share, right? Because once it's out, once you can see it in your front of your face, you can say, oh, okay, this is what I'm working with now, right? Now I can see all of it. And now I can find one thing that I can control right now. And I will go control that. And then when it's time, when I have the capability, the capacity to go look at another thing, I I can do that. But first, you've got to get it all out. And that's what the speaking up post is all about. So this is my speaking up post. And at the very end, I'm going to share with you what I've learned this past week based on what I've gone through this past week uh, that that tells you there's a new way to discover your why. And I'm here to share it with you. So let's do this together. Um, I talk about not stacking, but I do talk about we have to get it all out. So I'm going to get it all out. (laughs) I'm going to tell you all the things that have been going on in my world um, that have just been really overwhelming for me. Okay. Now, as I share this with you, I don't want you to necessarily think about my things because I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Right. As we like cry behind closed doors. (laughs) I will be okay. What I mean, though, is I want you to think not of my things, but I want you to think of your own things. I want you to think of your own things like you got your own things. Okay. And honestly, as I'm going through my stuff, you are welcome to go write down your own on a little piece of paper, all the stuff that's happening in the past couple weeks that is just starting to stack and you just got to get it out of your head. Right. So here we go. The last one that I will share with you is, is the thing that just crash this whole thing, but I'm going to share that one last. Here's a couple of things that have been happening in literally one week. My 75-year-old parents decided overnight to move out of their house that they've lived in for 30 years. That wouldn't necessarily be a problem other than my mother, three weeks ago, had a major fall, has a concussion, and is dealing with a concussion aftermath. So she still's got all sorts of issues and they decide on a spur, on a whim, let's move. We haven't moved in 30 years, but we're gonna move. And in fact, we're gonna move in a month. My parents live in Rexburg, Idaho and they need help. (laughs) So they decide they're gonna move in a month. They already bought their house. They already put their house up for sale. They're under contract on both places. And I said, I will help you move because I've moved like four times in the past two years. Let's let's get this done. So I said, I'll help you move. I scheduled a week on my calendar in April to move them. Granted, April is also my launch month. Two times out of the year, the whole two times out of the year, we're gonna choose the week before I launch to move. But that's okay because I'm here for you. I'm your daughter. That's just one. And by itself, I think I could deal with that. But it's not by itself, is it? Next. Um, on Friday, I wish I had the paper. I literally saved this paper on Friday. I was on a VIP day with my mentor, uh, Stu McLaren. He was going, he's diving into my business and he's, you know, giving me all the strategies on how to improve preschool systems. So you guys can get results faster. 
I'm so excited, but there's a ton of changes that I need to make. Some of them before the launch. Okay, now the launch is a week, is a month away. So not only are my parents moving, also there's a lot of changes I need to make before the launch. While I'm on the VIP day call, this is Friday. My husband walks in with a little yellow paper in his hand. I literally wish I had the paper right now to show you. He said, this is on our garage. Oh, that's weird. It says our gas is going to be shut off. I always pay my bills. We got plenty of money in the bank account. I don't know why I'd be shut off, but I'm on my VIP day call, so I can't call. In between sessions, whatever, I call them up. Hey, I got this notice. Uh, here's my card. Can we, I don't know what happened. Did I just not put in the auto bill pay? Cause I literally just moved into this house or what? And they're like, uh, you never set up an account. You never put your name into this gas service. And so we shut off your gas earlier today. And, uh, well, the next time we, and I'm like, I have money. <laughs> Can I please get somebody back out here to like, turn it back on? They're like, it's Friday. So no, um, but you can have somebody come over on Tuesday. I'm like, okay. So we moved in December. I had the list that the, that the clothes, the sellers, whatever told me to move my utilities into, you know, the sewer, the water, the garbage, uh, the electricity, the, um, the AC, I don't know, like all these companies I put my name into never once was the gas company on this list, you know, like, like a natural gas or something, whatever. Never once was it on the list. I didn't know I was supposed to put my name on this list for four, three months, guys, three months. We've lived at our new house, apparently using gas, right? As we do. And didn't know it was supposed to be in our, they never gave us a notice that it was going to be turned off. No warning, no nothing, just off. Didn't even put a little note on our door before to say it was going to be off. It's off. It'll be off till Tuesday. Now, this might not have been that big of a deal to us, like to be out of gas for five days. Five days may not have been that big of a deal, but there was one big component that I'm going to talk about coming up at the very end. Um, so no hot water, no heater and no, um, stove, no cooking, no oven, no whatever. Okay. So no cooking that's going to come into a factory in just a minute by itself. Not that big of a deal. All these things coming up as I'm going to share with you kind of a big deal. Mostly what I'm going to talk about in a second, the pool we've moved in here in December. It was winter time. So it's kind of cold. I put off going to get a pool cleaner. Yes. Like I was like, I don't know how to take care of this pool. I'll figure it out later when I call somebody and figure out who I should call because I don't know who to call. Three months go by and the weather starts turning and it was beautifully blue before and now we're going green. And <laughs> I go out there and it's just got stuff growing on it now. In a week, in a week it turned. And so I got that, that is in the back of my head, the stupid little gnawing thing, like, oh, you should have called before. Like, why did you let this wait so long? Like, now you're going to spend more money because you were, you know, put it off. Do you guys ever put stuff off? On its own little thing. Altogether, we're going to start seeing some issues. I have two giant projects that I need to do uh, with another mentor. Giant projects that I had a month to do now shortened to three weeks. And now because of some other stuff now shortened to basically one week 
I have one week to get them done. That's feeling insanely pressure right now. I can't focus because as I'll share, the biggest thing of all is coming soon. The one thing that is making my brain completely out of focus, unable, overwhelmed, is coming up. So I got two huge projects. My brain won't work. I have a launch in April that not only do I have these huge projects, not only do I have a week to go help my mother and my father move, then I got a launch, right? With additional things I got to change before the launch. I'm feeling it, right? Like the stress is starting to pack up. Now let's talk about the actual thing. The one thing that is way more impactful than any of those. And honestly, all of those in themselves feels like a lot to me personally, but this, this put me under. This happened last Saturday. So a week and two days ago. And I didn't share about share about it on last Monday because I don't even remember what we were doing. I think we were talking about AI and all sorts of stuff on Monday. I don't even know. But I was not able to share. <laughs> it was too much going on in my head at that time. On Saturday, so a week and two days ago, and this is this is what just has snowballed everything else to make me feel absolutely incapable to like do anything. My son who, so a week and two days ago was Saturday. This was the event I'll talk about in a second, but the week prior to that event. So like the five days leading up to that Saturday, that whole time we had changed the food that we were eating at the house. We weren't necessarily eating very healthy food earlier. And I was like, let's eat some healthy food. And I go to a place called Eat Clean PHX and we buy like all this food pre-made and it like gets delivered. And I'm like, awesome. We have healthy food for the week. Yay, right? And I stick it in the fridge. So we're all eating this food for like five days. And in that food, are these little energy balls. Like uh, they're made out of protein, whey, and um, peanut butter. And that's basically the ingredients. And uh, anyways, my son, just really enjoying these, right? Ethan, really enjoying these protein balls. I don't think anything of it because I've looked at the ingredients and I'm like, it's good, we're good. Until Saturday hits and he's been eating quite a lot of them monitored, of course. So we're not just like eating a gazillion per day or anything. I mean, I was fine with the amount he was eating, but we get to Saturday and Saturday he is in all sorts of pain. He comes over to me and he is just, I mean, he can't even speak. He's in so much pain. His stomach hurts so bad. He is writhing on the bed. He can't get in a comfortable position. I'm like, what is going on with you? Like, do you need to use the restroom? Like what's going on? I'm like, I don't know what's going on with you, dude. Like, oh my gosh, like, let's put you on chicken broth. Like, I don't know, like, is it the food? Like, I don't know what's going on here. And then as I'm kind of holding him, trying to help him calm, I look at his hair. Now you guys don't know this, but Ethan has psoriasis and it's an autoimmune disorder. Now it's been something that, you know, hasn't, flared up too much. Like it's something that in the past eczema used to be a huge thing. And, um, but the past three months where we've kind of let, you know, foods just kind of be whatever, like, okay, gluten, sugar, dairy, fine, because we had a lot going on. Um, 
it had, it had developed into psoriasis. But here I am holding my boy as he is in pain and I'm looking at his head and it is completely covered in the, the scales, these scaly flakes as it does with psoriasis. And he is having a complete flare up his entire head. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen this before. And trying to take care of him and I get him with the broth and we're, you know, trying to help him for the next two days. And he's just had this huge flare up. And um, I'm like, this is so weird. This is so crazy. So I don't know what's going on here. Tuesday, he goes to school and and he had, he'd been having rashes all weekend, you know, weird rashes going, I mean, but not contagious rashes. This is all internal stuff coming out, right? Like, cause I, I have stuff. And so I know what this is all like. And he goes to school Tuesday and I get a call from the school, uh, the principal. And she says, he's okay, but I need to let you know he had an asthma attack at school today. And we were so scared for him. We gave him an inhaler. Uh, because you don't have an inhaler at school for him. We don't know that he has asthma, but he was not breathing very well and his lips were going blue. And we gave him the inhaler because we needed to act right then. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you. Um, he had RSV as a baby. So this was something that could happen in the future, right? That he could develop this. I was like, I'm glad you were there. I'm glad you had the inhaler and uh, I'm going to get him into the doctor. So all of these things, you know, and I, he comes home from, from school that day and he is rashed up, just rashes. And he's got welts uh, where he's touched his skin and it's just welts up. I'm like, what is going on with you? Like you, I don't even know. Like uh, everything is going on with you at one time. Uh, and I'm just thinking it's this weird inflammation going on in his body. Why is he so inflamed? I don't understand it, but let's back up just a second. Well, we'll, we'll, we're going to back up to Sunday in just a minute, but let's continue. So that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I take him to the doctor as soon as we could get in in the morning. And I'm like, I had this realization. I think he's allergic to something. I think he had an allergic reaction that caused all of this inflammation and caused everything, his entire system to just go off whack, right? And she's like, I think you're spot on, right? The welts, the rashes, the uh, the stomach uh, pain, the, uh, the psoriasis flare up, the asthma attack, the lungs inflammation. She's like, it is looking like that across the board. She's like, go get allergy testing. And so we're scheduled for that, not until a month and a half from now, I think at the end of April. So a month from now, Oh, it's a lot, right? Like we've already dealt with a lot. Like we already, <laughs> there's already a lot we're dealing with, right. With just life and, and him too. But this, this like put it over, right. And this started back a week and two days ago. And then of course, all these other things were starting to happen this past week. That was just like, oh my gosh, what else? Right. But this is what I want to talk about. On Saturday, so a week and two days ago, when I was holding my boy as he was writhing in pain, as I saw his scalp flare up with psoriasis, as I knew exactly what was going on inside of him had something to do internally, something to do 
my first guess was it was something to do with what we're eating. I don't know what he's allergic to. I don't know. I don't know what we ate that caused his body to be inflamed. Was it the way that he typically never has, you know, protein powder? Probably. I don't know. But with all the things that he's ever dealt with in his life, you know, back when he was like five and six, I think five, six and seven, probably up to eight, we had him on a no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, just no dice, like clean, clean, clean eating. And then life and he's getting older and he's going to birthday parties and he's got school and they have birthday treats, you know, and it's just like it was causing more issues and he was getting more upset about things. And so we kind of laxed, you know, on the food side and we gave in and we said, okay, well, you can have it at school and other places and just not at home. Right. But so over the past couple of years, it's kind of been what's like, kind of been like, whatever. And then even at home, it's been like, whatever. Right. But as I held him, I had this thought come to me as I was thinking it had something to do with the food as well. Just if we could help my boy. This thought came and I've seen this. This is not my thought because I've seen it floating around Facebook somewhere, you know, in the past year or two. It was. You say you would die for your children. But would you live for them? And as I held my son. I knew that it was within me. I had the tools within me to be able to help my son. I know this world of psoriasis and autoimmune disorders. I am not new to it. I know this world. I know what can help him. I know that I could put him on a, on a autoimmune diet that I have seen things be able to uh, solve for other people. I know that it could help them. But would I be willing to do it? Because he's a 10-year-old boy and it's incredibly difficult a, a, a difficult food program to be on, but I knew it was the thing that would heal him. I knew it was the thing that would help him feel better. And it's something we've never done before because it's a lot. It's just, it's a lot for anybody to go on. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It is literally a lifestyle. You live this lifestyle. And I held him and I thought to myself, like, you know what he needs you know, but are you willing to do it? Because he can't do it on his own. Are you willing to be the person who will do it with him? And all the thoughts came through my mind of, am I willing to do that? Am I willing to give up my life for his life? Because a little 10-year-old boy can't be in a house eating these foods of meats and vegetables and fruit and that's it. While everyone else in the house is having fun with their foods. So it sat with me all day. And I wrote something in my you know notes. It's called my journal because I just write notes. But I wrote this and I'd like to share it with you. And I think it's going to help you understand like what was in my mind at that time. I need you to understand a little bit before I share it. I've been on a health journey for a long time. Life was pretty normal before 2012 as far as my health. And then once I got pregnant with him <laughs> in 2012, 
it has been all over the board. I've been up, I've been down, I've been up, I've been down with food choices. And I have struggled with food addiction for since 2012. I This is 11 years, 11 years. It's a real thing. It is a straight up real thing. And it is, it is one of the, one of the, not one, I would say it is one of the hardest things that I've dealt with because I cannot fix it. And so like, there's been many times I've tried, many times I've failed. And for me to see how I can help my son, like I know how I can help him. I know that this is gonna not only help him with his health, with his body, with his, uh, with all of the flare-ups, with the psoriasis, like with all these things that is going on with him, it's going to help him for his entire life. It's because psoriasis doesn't stop with that. It, it expands into all these other things and it can just get worse as he gets older and he's only 10 years old. And like, I have the potential within me. I know what can help him. It, he can't be cured, but he, the symptoms can be helped so that he doesn't have these flare-ups so that he like, can go through life like living somewhat normal, right? But he can't do it on his own. And it's like, are you really ready to give up the rest of your life of all of your living choice, your eating choices, Joy? Because this is a lifestyle and you're committing to this for him. So I sat with it all day and I want to share what I wrote. I started it with. You would die for your child, but will you live for your child? And then I was going to share a picture of the psoriasis, which you don't need to see, but it says, I took this picture this morning after my son had a flare up with his psoriasis. He's 10. He has autism, sensory processing disorder, ADHD, OCD, and a handful of tics. We've struggled with all the symptoms of all these diagnoses since he was three and a half. We've tried everything, done everything, still come up empty. We've been to countless speech and OT therapies. We put him on every diet under the sun to help improve his gut health and lessen the symptoms. We even moved across the country for him to attend a school that could help him. But this year, we couldn't keep up with it all. Something had to give. So we gave in on the diet. Let him be a kid. Let him eat what he wanted. Gluten, sugar, dairy. Let it all back in. We're back at square zero. Been there for quite some time. The ticks are back in full force. It takes him several tries to get his thoughts out. Holds his breath. Breathes loudly. Paces constantly. With all the wheat and sugar clouding his brain, it's no wonder he's still a live wire, unable to regulate himself. So on the bed this morning, holding him as he moaned in pain with stomach cramps and noticing his psoriasis had flared up, I asked myself that question. You would die for him, but would you live for him? I am the mother of this family. I have the power to change his life, my life, our lives. If I but make the difficult decision to go all in once and for all and give up all indulgences to heal not only his body, but mine as well. For so long, I've wanted to get healthy, but it's been so hard. I've struggled to be consistent, always going back to my favorite foods. There has never been a deep enough why. But there, holding my son and knowing I had the power within me to help him, to ease his symptoms and improve the quality of his life, if I but sacrificed my own desires. Gave up the foods I craved so deeply. Gave up the foods that held me hostage to their power. Would I do it? Could I do it? I know now I have no choice but to do it. 
I can't live knowing that I have the power to help my son, but chose to indulge in foods because I was too weak. No, he's unable to help himself right now. He's only 10. He needs me to take the lead. He needs me to help him, to find him, to pull him out from the pit that is autism. I can do this. I will do this. I must do this. His life will be better because of my choices. My life will be better because of my choices. It's my life for his life. I am choosing to live a healthy life so my son can live the best life he can. And then I said, this is day one. This was on Saturday. This is day one of the autoimmune protocol diet, meats, vegetables, and fruits. That's pretty much it. Heal the gut and the body will follow. We can't heal autism, but we can start healing the symptoms. Every little bit helps. I'm the mom. It's my responsibility to empower him with the knowledge and tools to be successful in his life. And having an autoimmune disease such as psoriasis, not to mention everything else, is lifelong. I have to start now so this becomes a habit to us all. I can. I will. I must. So I wrote that on Saturday. Went to bed and knew this is what I need to do. I talked to the kids after church and said, I mean, in not so many words, this is what we need to do. And just so you guys know, this is something that for me is actually incredibly difficult. You may already live a lifestyle like this. You may live a healthy lifestyle, but for me, it is something completely foreign to me. And not only that, like I haven't cooked in the past. I don't even know how many years, probably at least, at least five years. I know how to cook, but I haven't cooked for the past five years. But it goes deeper than that. It is the concept that this is a lifestyle. I've tried to think like that before. I have. But there is something different now. Anytime I think of a food, you know who I think of next? Ethan. And that he's not able to eat those foods either. And that keeps me going. He is my why. There are only three times, three times that I have felt as powerfully about my reasons why I'm doing things as I have this weekend, weekend, weekend two days ago. Number one, when I walked away from my eight-year marriage, it was a decision as quick and as resolute as anything. I have to leave. It was that, it was, it was that. In an instant, I knew I had to. Did I know the how? No, but I knew I had to, and I knew I would. The other one, starting my preschool. Now I've seen many of you struggle with starting your preschools, and I don't wish this experience on you that I went through, but I was as resolute back then that I was never gonna put my kids in daycare and I was not gonna start a daycare. And there was no other option for me but the preschool. That was the only option. There was nothing else. I had that deadline. I had to make it work. It is with that kind of a level of intensity and commitment and conviction, that is what made this successful. Sure, there's some strategies. Sure, there's some skills. Guess what? 
the strategies and skills in anything. You can make money in any industry. You can lose weight with any diet. You can live a lifestyle of any kind. There is all sorts of things out there. They all work. The only difference is you being resolute, convicted, knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, you are sticking to this no matter what. That is the resolution I had when I started my preschool. I wish everyone had that feeling, but I understand not everyone has that feeling. I understand not everybody has to get their income in 30 days. Not everyone has to do it. Not everyone will do everything required. I understand that. How do I understand that? Not in the preschool way, but in this health journey way. Because I've wanted it. I've wanted to stick to what I've said I would do. I've wanted it to work out. I've wanted to stay consistent. This has been 11 years. So if anybody can understand the frustrations and struggles of not being able to be successful in something that you have poured every energy for 11 years even for me to, to make it work, I understand. And it may be two different things, my friends, but it is not different. Because the pain that I experience, the pain that I feel over here on this health journey can also be equated to the pain you may feel over here on your preschool journey. It is different, but it is similar enough. So I understand. And the third time was this week. When without a shadow of a doubt, I know. I know this is what I will be doing. I know this is what Ethan will be doing. And I know that this is what is required. It is this level of conviction that is required for us to make this a lifestyle. For, for me to be able to give him the tools to like live his entire life. Like, will you do that, Joy? Like, this is his life. Like, can you really like eat your fun stuff? And like knowing that you like have the knowledge to help him and you're not helping him. Can you really do that? It hit me that hard, but I've thought of things like this before, guys. This is not new, right? Oh, I could help him. But it's when he was in pain, when his entire body flared up, when he had an asthma attack at school that thank heavens they had an inhaler right there for him. It is all of that. It is that much pain that every time I think of anything else, I will think of that. And I'll think that is not worth it again. Not worth it. So my friends, when I teach the power of why, I'll be teaching it completely different. You can't go seven levels deep. That's not the pain. It is the pain that you have to draw from to stay with your why, to stay on your path, that no matter what comes, you will keep going. It's that pain you have to draw from. That is your power. That's what makes you convicted. Some of us don't want to live in that pain. We want to forget it. That's fine. But sometimes we have to draw on that pain and that power. So this is how you do it. I've been, you know, over the past, uh, I know I'm still fresh in this, but my friends, when you see me in June, me and Ethan, we're going to freaking still be kicking this thing. When you see me a year from now, five years from now, whatever Ethan needs is what we will be doing. 
that's how powerful this is right now. Like, and that's the cool thing, guys, is it doesn't, it's not something that just happens like in the moment and you're like, cool, let's do it. When it's connected to pain, what do you think me, what do you think got me through after I left that eight-year marriage? When, you know, for the, the months that I was waiting for that divorce to be final, I could have gone back at any time. No, it was my mind remembering all the pain I had gone through and attaching that to going back and saying, I'm not going to go back there. What do you think got me through in the hard times of starting my preschool? There were many hard times because I didn't have a single anything that you have right now. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we forget and just, oh, Joy had a preschool in 30 days. Many hard times. What got me through that and never giving up and doing all sorts of things to test it out and figure out what worked because nobody was teaching me. It was remembering the pain I felt on that bench. The pain I felt of how's it going to make, how's it going to make this work? How's it going to provide for those kids? 15 years later, I could still feel that pain as real as anything. So it is okay to feel pain. Because that is your strongest emotion that you can draw from. When you attach the pain to a future outcome <coughs> that you don't want to ever, you got to run away from what you're currently in and go to something better, right? And you got to attach your pain to the life that you don't want anymore. Some of us haven't gotten down to the pit yet, and that's okay. That's okay. There were many times I thought I was in the pit. I wasn't in the pit. I was on the side or something, you know? Five levels above the, the bottom of the pit until you hit the pit. And then you know you're there. And you don't want to ever go back there. I want you to know how to get to that pit. It's, it's not a good place to be. But I need you to at least feel it and internalize it because it can be as real for you without actually having to get there. You can feel it, my friends. There was an experience that I had over at Tony Robbins. Uh, I think it was Unleash the Power Within or maybe Date with Destiny. I don't remember which one. I think, I don't know, one of them. And Tony asked us, he said, I want you to picture your life right now. Picture the, the choices that you're making right now. And I want every one of you to do this right now with me. Because you need to dig deeper into your why. You have got to find a reason why to fight for what you want. So you think about the choices that you're making right now. And you, you, you forecast those out. And you say, if I continue to make the choices I'm making right now. Now, these are the bad choices. Or these are the choices that you don't want to make. Or this is the life you don't want to live. Okay? Not the good stuff. What are the things in your life that need to change? We all have something. What needs to change with you? I need you to think about that. The things that you're doing right now that need to change. You forecast that out five years. You keep doing that thing for five years. What's your life going to look like? What are you missing out on for five years because you are still doing these things? Whatever it is, friends. What is it costing you? What is it costing you? Five years from now. What's it costing you to continue doing these things? If that's not a big enough time horizon, put it out 15 years. When I was at uh, 
Tony Robbins event, there was a thought that I had in my mind and I thought I was going to leave my marriage. This was my second marriage. I thought I was going to leave. I was like a year, two years into it. I was like, things aren't going good. I'm not really going to invest in this marriage anymore. I'm going to leave. That was my intention. But I go to this event with my husband and and I had to forecast that out. You keep doing the things you're doing, Joy. You keep acting like this. You go through with what you want to go through with. Where's that going to leave you in five years from now? And I had, and I was closing my eyes and I had this picture come to me, my friends. In the future, 15 years, 20 years in the future, you know what came to my mind of what, if where this trajectory, if I kept on this path, that trajectory looked like broken marriages for all of my children because they never saw a successful marriage modeled in their home. That's what, that's what came into my mind at that time. And there was enough pain in that moment, enough pain in that picture. Now, of course, we can't, we can't change our children's trajectories of what they choose to do with their lives and, you know, whether their marriage will be successful or not. They, I can't change that. I can't. But I could model what a successful marriage looks like. I could model that. I had a chance. But I had to, I had to extend that, that horizon, that time horizon. I had to look down the road and say, what is it costing me? Where is this all going 20 years from now if I don't make a change? And that time it was me that had to make the change. I had to get back into putting time into that marriage. I need you to do the same thing. I need you to look at the things that are going on in your life right now, choices you're making, and you project that out over 5, 15, 20 years. And you say, if I don't do anything else, what's this going to look like? Where am I going to be? 5, 10, 15 years from, from now. I imagine you guys are going to start seeing some pain at that moment. The beautiful thing is, my friend, is we can take that moment. We can take the pain that is in the future if we live on this trajectory. And we can bring that into the present and we can feel it and we can allow it to make a change in our life. To say, I don't want to go there. Because some of you don't have the pain in the past to call on. This 11-year health journey, I did not have the pain to call on in this health journey. So I'd go, I'd go back, I'd go back, you know, up and down. But holding my son in that moment, that was the pain. And that is a pain no different than walking away from an eight-year marriage that was failing. Than being all in on my preschool because there was no other way for me. My kids needed me. After just walking out of that marriage, there was no way I was gonna desert them. I know of a couple other all-stars who've been in that exact same boat and seeing my son and knowing that I have within me the tools, the knowledge to help him, to he- not to heal him, but to help him have a- the best life he can. but he couldn't do it alone. And sometimes, my friends, it's going to take another person. It's going to take another person sometimes for you to see what you got to do. 
A couple last things I want to leave with you really quick. Things that I have had thoughts this past week. One of those thoughts is, and uh, let me really quickly find it. If you could bear with me for one second. I posted a couple thoughts in the All-Stars group as they came to me because I wanted to make sure that I documented them. It was, um, one second. This is the first thought I had. I said, when you make a decision, you must have non-negotiables, things you must do and things you will not do. Non-negotiables, not going to do that. It's not who I am anymore. I don't do that. I do this. I don't do that. I want you to think right now about your identity, who you are, what you do, what you don't do. You've set lines in the ground in the in the ground before. You've said I don't do that, right? Sometimes we blur those lines. Sometimes we walk over those lines. Get back, get back to who you are. I don't do that, right? Another one here. Your why is the one thing that will get you through when the excitement and the newness wears off and your motivation is gone. Guys, I'm like nine days in this. The newness, the motive, the, the, the excitement, it's gone. I'm back in the every single day. The emotions are up, the emotions are down. It's the why that will get you through it. You will always have a peak when you make that decision. Because it is the it is the projection of your compelling future. It is, this is what I want. It's the compelling future. It's the thing I want most, right? And you get to that peak because your compelling future seems so real in the moment. It seems so sure. It seems so possible. And you make that decision and you feel so on fire, right? And then life starts happening. We have this little come down moment, don't we? And that come down moment, the excitement's gone. The newness is gone. The, where did the motivation go? Dang it. I wish I could drink the Kool-Aid again. Where's the thing that got me so pumped up in the first place to do this, right? Like, you guys have felt that. I know with this preschool, if not in many other things in life too, you're coming down. Life starts kicking at you. Imagine how I felt. Uh, what was I? Five, six days in on this when we've been cooking every single day. I'm making lunches, I'm making dinners, I'm making this work. And on Friday, my freaking gas gets shut off. For most people that wouldn't matter. But for me, it was like this test of like, okay, now you can't cook. What are you gonna go do about it? You got five days of no cooking, Joy. What are you gonna do? You gonna go back to what you used to do? That was a moment, guys. There was a moment. And in a second, I didn't, I had that thought of what am I going to do when I had to think it through for a second? Cause like, Hey, well, what can I do then? Okay. Well, I can go to cap. What is it? Cafe Costa, Costa Vida. I can go to Costa Vida and they make grilled chicken and I can buy their grilled chicken. But I was frustrated. I had all the emotions, right? I was on a, I was on a plan. I was moving forward. I was on it. And then life hits you. And you got to stick with your why, regardless of what happens in your life. That's what you have to do. So I'm grateful for that gas getting shut off. I'm grateful for every single time I get hit, every single thing that gets thrown at me in this last week and continues to be in this next couple of weeks when life is really hard right now. I'm grateful for it because you know what? It's solidifying my why. 
It's driving it even deeper. Every single hardship that comes in, I am remembering the pain of why I left that and what I want for my future and for my family. And every hard thing that comes in drives that stake even further into the ground. That's what I want for you. I don't wish hardship on everybody, but I wish for you that when it comes into your life, you will remember your why. And you will drive that stake even deeper every single time. And it will go deeper and deeper because it is built on pain. And it is okay. It is okay. We That is one of the beautiful things about life is we can use that feeling of pain as the power for us to not want to ever go back there or not want to ever go to that thing in the future. And we can bring that into the present and say, that is not going to be my life or I will not go back there. You have the power to choose what your life is going to be. So my friends, the last thing I'll share with you right now is this one. And it's a quote by Viktor Frankl. Those who have a why to live can bear with almost anyhow. So I just want you to know, like, I believe in you. I was chatting with an all-star today. No matter what you guys choose, I love you. But like, I want the best for you. And I know that I can't change your life. It's got to be you. The only person that's going to ever change your life is yourself. And I want you to have your own moments, your own experiences of drawing on that pain because that is what's going to get you through it. So you come up with that. You figure it out. You figure out where that pain needs to come from. It's either from a past and you're never going to go back there or you forecast out this future. You forecast it out and you say, I will never want that. You guys can do it. Like, I believe in every single one of you. You can have the life that you want. You can control it. Even when all things, all this crazy stuff is going on, you can still have in control of your choices and the choices that affect the people around you that you care about. I love you guys. I'm going to pass it over to uh, Breakout Rooms in just a second. Stop this uh, recording. See you on another podcast.